What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys podcast, episode 145. I am your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, licking feet and beating his beat. From the big toe to the pinky, he likes him dirty and stinky. He's got a case of athlete's tongue and a high heel in his bung, the phenomenal A.J. Singh. Uh, none of that is true. <laughs> Don't believe it. <laughs> that is a new one, by that the way. That is a new one. Yeah, that's definitely a new one. <laughs> I mean, eventually, there's only so many sexual fetishes. I had to get to feet sometime. Uh, let's see what comes up next. <laughs> um, all right. What have you been watching this week? Anything? Uh, not really, man. I haven't been watching much TV. No? Yeah. Uh, I am... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the new movies coming out, stuff like that. Just the new Spider-Man. Talked about that. The and summer the, movie is upon movie season is upon us. Yeah, and the Flash. The Flash. Everybody keeps saying good things. Ezra Miller's locked away in some facility somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, let's see what what happens. With that. I know. I feel like they're just like we got to keep him out of the, <laughs> the public view until after we make our money off of this movie, so we can dump him. Yeah, I don't know how exactly they got him to com- like stop his crime spree, but. I think they just had him in a straitjacket somewhere. That's that's what it seems like. <laughs> I don't know how else you could stop him. He was out of control. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we'll give you a bonus if you can just stay out of the public eye. <laughs> I feel like with him, money's not a factor. <laughs> I feel like when you're at that level of just uh, uh, absurdity, like the way you're behaving, like I think, you know, because he's already getting paid a bunch of money for being in the movie in the first place, right? I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, I assume he made his money a long time yeah. ago. So, I mean, you know, he could have had a... He could have had a great, fulfilling career for the next 15 years or something if he just, you know, acted normal. <laughs> you know, I do wonder if, like, Ezra Miller's career is just going to be over or if, um, you know, they can say that, oh, it was caused by mental illness, now I'm better. But, I mean, the one big strike is, like, the accusation of, like, grooming the underage right. child. Yeah. You know, that kind of... I don't. I, even even if you are mentally ill, I, that is not going to sit well in the court of public opinion no, at all. So I don't know. I, I I think Ezra Miller is done. Yeah, yeah, I think he is too. I, I mean, thing is, it's not even just one thing. That's a big deal. But he's done multiple things to reinforce that idea that he's just you know. I mean, yeah, maybe he had a mental breakdown, but then he's got to like go on TV and talk about that and explain himself. Like he's got to do the whole. Uh, uh, press tour you know like to recover his his image i will say though like uh did you because i remember like hearing the story of like he was in i want to say it was like somewhere weird like iceland or <laughs> somewhere like that and like they made it sound like he like choke slammed some girl or something yeah. and and i was like oh that sounds bad eventually i watched the video and like he clearly or I guess Ezra Miller prefers to be called they or whatever. Right. So th- th- they appear to be drunk. And um, like uh, uh, like you you could tell that Ezra Miller, like it wasn't, it didn't look all that violent when you actually watch it. It, oh, lo- yeah. it looked like they were like uh, being stupid, shouldn't have done it, but still like messing around. And it didn't look like the girl was like all the, that upset or anything, you know. Oh. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. It, it didn't. 
it, when I heard people talking about it, like in the news story, I thought, oh, this sounded really violent. And that particular situation, it really wasn't. Okay. But like, then you hear this other story, like he he like chucked a, a chair at some lady too, and like was he, he did, at the Waffle House? <laughs> I don't remember, but like I remember when he was on that spree. Or I guess they God, I yeah. I can't. My brain when I'm just talking extemporaneously. Using the plural pronoun in a singular, like, yeah. my brain just can never do it. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I expect after the Flash has made his money, we'll hear the announcement that they've dumped Ezra Miller. Yeah, I would think so too. But, but really, I think you know if it's true that the Flash is going to set up like some sort of like reset, it should be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, you could you could maybe cast Grant Gustin. Like people are really pushing for that, you know. A lot of fans are. Here's the thing: I know people are pushing for that, and I like Grant Gustin, and and like, but I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. So, well, just because, like, listen, I I still watch The Flash, like, even though it's gotten not very good, I still really love those first couple seasons. Those yeah, awesome. The, they were great. Yeah. And I, I've had my fun in the later seasons too, intermittently. Even though I, I'll totally admit it's gone downhill yeah. quality wise. Um. But I just think people, like, even if you say, okay, it's a whole new continuity, people are still going to associate him with that show yeah. and the, the, you know, quality going down and stuff. So I don't, true, think yeah. it's a, I don't think it's a good idea to link those things. I can see that. Uh, the CW is getting rid of a bunch of those DC shows, huh? Now they've, I think they're just left with Superman and Lois, or, or is that getting canceled too? Well, I, I imagine it will get canceled eventually because they, they, they're going to want eventually once these, you know, J- uh, the ones under James Gunn's direction start, they're they're not going to want those okay. older ones. But yeah, I think pretty much everything's been canceled except, well, th- there was a show that debuted, I think, just this year called, or maybe last year, called Gotham Knights. Oh, I and, about Right, that. and it's supposed to be god awful yeah. so i can't I'm, I'm i don't think they've officially said they've canceled that but they're going to cancel right, that for right. sure for sure yeah. you know um and then i don't know about uh superman and lois whether it'll be canceled after this season or if maybe they'll let it go one more i heard it's a little expensive for them to make like Is they it? don't make that much money off of it i will say i've watched the first two seasons and, and once the you know new season is on max now they're calling it or whatever i'll definitely watch it it's 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 a good show actually okay i like it i've heard good things yeah Yeah, it's it's good um yeah but i've heard like um well like it's weird because i think cw maybe is like changing owners or something and yeah i I saw like a headline that said like they were kind of getting out of the superhero business Mm. altogether or something okay but i mean uh I don't know what they're gonna do with their changing direction. I I feel like when the, whenever somebody buys a station, they just start cutting costs. Like they're gonna make even shittier shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and be some reality show. It's funny because the CW really like they were never producing like real quality television. Yeah, right. They they were kind of making like a lot of like angsty teen shows. Yeah. And really, if you watch Arrow, it still has a lot of that DNA in it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it was like a soap opera <laughs> yeah i always said like um you know mo- most of cw superhero shows felt like superhero shows with um soap opera elements yeah whereas arrow felt like a soap opera with some superhero <laughs> <Right>. elements <laughs> for sure like it yeah it, like i hear a lot of people saying that uh arrow is the best of those cw shows and i'm like no it's no, not, it's not yeah. it is not and i watched it the whole way through for some godforsaken reason you know there's a show uh supernatural did you ever watch that show 
I haven't, but I know it lasted like something like 15 seasons or something time. a long time. Yeah, it ran. But um, that show was also like, it started out like, you know, there was some soap opera qualities to it, but uh, it started out like at least a lot of supernatural stuff, a lot of fun, you know, ghost hunting, whatever. And then like, man, after the fifth season, even even before the fifth season, it was definitely like a lot of drama and stuff, but man, it became such a soap opera after that. Every little thing Bobby, where's my car? Oh no, I knew like this is everything is just so silly and stupid <laughs> and dramatic and Sam and Dean, the two brothers, oh my god, every time they had to have some sort of brotherly quarrel or something. Like it, things were just never normal <laughs> on that show. <laughs> they were super natural. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's that's a tough thing is, is so many shows become the victim of their own success because like there's so many shows that I, I feel like if they were just like five seasons, you would have been like, oh my man, that show was so they strong all been. the way through like Breaking Bad was, but they get successful and they're like, well, we should keep it going. We yep. should keep the money train going. And eventually the quality just dips and dips and dips. And a lot, a lot of time the budget dips and dips and dips yeah. and you know, and it shows, you know. Yeah. I mean, usually that is the case with good TV shows. They don't let them die when they're supposed to. They, they milk them and they run them into the ground. Yeah, I, I, from a quality standpoint, and I understand why studios wouldn't necessarily want to do it, but I think if they were more, had a better outline to begin with, to where they're like, okay, we're only going like five seasons and we have a rough outline for what each season is going to be. And like, maybe as we're going along, if, if we can tell, we can get like, you know, a really strong six season out of it or something, maybe we'll do that. But yeah, I just, uh, it it always feels like a problem once they go more than that. They almost always start suffering. Exactly. And I mean, you just run out of ideas and stuff, you know, it's just hard to keep making new stuff. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there's certain maybe sitcoms and stuff that ran yeah. a long time that were still funny. Like everybody's lo- everybody loves Raymond is one of my favorite sitcoms. I think it went for something like nine seasons and it was okay. still like strong throughout. But I don't know. I feel like most shows, man, they go that long and they just start going downhill. And they they did introduce that like Robert's fiance or wife, whatever. I did <laughs> not like her character at all. She was weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was weird, but then, like, so is his character, so to me, it was fine. <laughs> oh, man. And her, like, uber, like, religious family. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I did finish, uh, so I was talking last week, I started that uh, Korean show on Netflix called The Glory. Oh, yeah. It was, like, this revenge tale about this woman getting revenge on these kids that, like, you know, viciously bullied her in school. Mm. And um, it was pretty good. It was okay. pretty good overall. Like uh, some cool twists and turns and stuff. And yeah, man, if you're looking for a good revenge tale, I, I recommend The Glory on, nice. on Netflix. As long as she doesn't have a change of heart and lets them go at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, some people get some comeuppance in that right. show. Good deal. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Um, you probably weren't affected by this, but um, uh, I the um, Netflix. I, I knew this was coming for many months, but Netflix finally, you know, is cracking down on people sharing passwords. Yeah. So like, I share mine, uh, or I did with my parents, and then I got the email that was like, "Nope, you're not doing that anymore." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, sorry, mom." <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't really shared my password with anybody. So I mean, I would, I wouldn't have cared, but yeah, I mean, uh. 
man, Netflix is really losing money, man. <laughs> they must be hemorrhaging money or something. I don't you know, that is true. I, I kind of wonder, like, you know, the money they gain from doing this, like, versus just, le- like, bad PR. Yeah. Like, I mean, ultimately, I don't know. Maybe they probably get more money out of it. But uh, there is a trade-off, I think, there. Yeah, yeah. It looks bad. I mean, I still have Netflix, but it's really just, like, because I've had it for so long. And sometimes I go on there and just look for stuff. And maybe I'll find but. It's skim, you know, like there's there's not a lot of good stuff. I mean, even if there is good stuff, I don't see it on there. You know, it's not on my uh, landing page when I, you know, open up the app. So, yeah, I really don't even use it that much. I might, I, I don't care to cancel it just because it's not, you know, super expensive or anything. And it's, it is a streaming service that's sort of a, useful to have. Maybe TV shows that I like from before end up on there or something like that. But, uh, I don't know. Netflix is just, I don't think it's big enough to really do the stuff that it's doing now. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't watch it. A lot. I've watched it more recently just because I've gotten into these like <laughs> weird Korean shows that I've been watching. But like, really, like, I would have canceled it, uh, I think, quite a while ago. If, but, you know, I was happy to let my parents use it. Yeah. Because um, they share their like Amazon Prime thing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, now I might cancel it and just dip in every once in a while because to be honest like mostly like netflix original shows like there's not a lot of them that like really like i'll come back when like stranger things is on there i guess but like there's not a ton of netflix originals that really do it for me yeah now that other people are starting their own streaming services it's not like they're sending their content to netflix anymore so well not yeah that's the other thing is like most like legacy shows that people really like they're already owned by people that have their own streamers yeah. whether that's hbo you know paramount um uh, whoever like peacock or yeah whatever. peacock all those old shows that people have an affection for are already owned by others so netflix relies you know they do still license i mean because they like you know uh, have like Seinfeld on there, I guess. So they they still pay to license like certain legacy materials. Yeah, but, but you can't just have like Seinfeld and Friends, and that's gonna carry you. Like I I saw Friends like twenty years ago. I don't care to watch Friends again. You know what though? Apparently, like when Netflix was on, or when Friends was on Netflix, it was like one of their biggest viewed things like it's a huge property still somehow yeah but i mean i feel like that says more about netflix's other properties <laughs> <laughs> like if a 20 year old show is your biggest best running show then you got problems man i i don't know friend, friend yeah friends is one of those shows i watched back in the day only because we had so few options <laughs> yeah like i did watch it and like i'm not totally crapping on it like it was fine i guess but it's one it's one of those things where if i had the options of today i would have never gave it a chance yeah it's like those shows from the 70s you know like who's the boss like i used to watch who's the boss and you know people watch mash and stuff but those were like the only shows too right and friends was kind of like that for a while too where it was like the only show that a lot of people would watch just because it was okay you know but uh yeah there's so much more content now i i'd never watch friends now it's it yeah Oh. And I hear people like talking on podcasts and stuff about like their kids today are getting into friends and really liking it. I'm like, <laughs> it just surprises me that it was like hooks, hooks like younger, a younger generation. Yeah, in. that is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Not that good of a show. <laughs> and also, I remember also like um, Netflix losing The Office was a big thing because The Office was one of the most like oh, yeah. viewed things too. Yeah. 
So they've lost these like legacy shows that people really love. And just most of your original content, especially like, uh, I mean, they get some okay TV, but like, are there like Netflix movies seem to be trash for the most part. I don't really watch a lot of, I saw like one with like The Rock, Ryan Reynolds and. Oh yeah. Red Notice. Red Notice. Which I, I, I know did big numbers for him, but like critically, I know it was pretty panned. Did you like it? It was mediocre. Right. Uh, I only watched it because of the actors in it. You know, I thought, okay, well, The Rock some, sometimes carries a movie by himself. So, And Ryan Reynolds is in it, so maybe it'll be funny or something. And they had, what, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. Too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had big names, but, yeah, that's about all I had going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have the... I think they have the money. They can't hire, like, a James Gunn-type person or something? Like, somebody, some good directors to make some unique content that's in their creative vision? I mean, they to, in their defense, I think they have had some some big name people direct movies for them. But like, I still I don't know if they've had any what people would consider bangers. Man, how do you fail that many times? It is weird. I don't know. I I'm curious what happens to Netflix. Like they, I mean, they still have this huge subscriber base. And, but like, a part of me wonders like how how they can keep like putting out stale material and keeping that that base yeah because at some point people it's going to solidify in people's minds that netflix just sucks you know like it's starting to be that way for me like i used to when, when i first got netflix i was like oh my gosh this is amazing right and now it's like uh, it's pretty mediocre and then eventually if it stays this way i'm gonna be like it's pointless you know yeah i'm in that same boat i'm like i might cancel it for a while and just start dipping in every now and again yeah and then like I kind of want to subscribe to, well, I guess it's just Max now, which is so stupid. But I've heard that like a lot of people aren't aren't liking whatever changes they made to that app. Like I canceled it. I, did you? I, I canceled it based on the stuff that they were saying, like what they're trying to do. Go go more uh, middle America and this and that. I was like, ah, eh, it's not for me. <laughs> I don't need to watch Farmers. <laughs> well, I can tell you for sure, like dumping the discovery stuff on there does nothing for me because I, it's just a bunch of bad reality shows yeah i don't care about any of that crap it just m- m- muddies the whole thing and that's cost cutting you know like to, reality shows are cheap to make you know so for them it's like okay put out a bunch of this content easy to make and you know we'll profit as much as possible off of it man you know what this writing strike going on to we're just gonna, gonna get bombarded with even more reality television oh, yeah. so much of that crap and reality tv i mean oh it's already oversaturated man it, it was like 10 years ago it was so bad there was I, I don't even i don't have cable anymore so i don't know how much of that stuff is still going on but uh i, I run from reality tv i can't watch i do it. too I, i've always hated it and like but it's so successful and i'm just like doesn't there have to be a like you said, like an oversaturation point of reality television. How can all of these be surviving? I don't understand. I don't know either. I mean, I think it's just because it's so cheap to make that, you know, they can keep making them and get as little viewership to survive. Like, you know, they can maybe a, a few hundred thousand people watch the show and they're like, okay, well, it's still making money. So it's worth it. That might be it. And also like maybe because they're cheap to produce, maybe they're like, well, we'll, we'll put out 15 of these things. Maybe 14 of them will fail, but if one of them is like The Bachelor or whatever, yeah. it, you know, it'll take off and we can just milk that for the next 20, 
30 years. Yeah, I mean, you know, The Apprentice, like that show, they were going to cancel it before the writer's strike. It was doing that bad. But then once the writer's strike happened, that's pretty much all they had. And they they were doing great after that, you know, because that's what people were watching. There was nothing else to watch. So they just ran with it. Well, you know, I saw, I heard a news story that like ABC just announced like their, you know, fall lineup of shows. And like the vast majority of it is reality television because of the writer's strike. Golly. And it's just like, whew. I, I know like at least three like Marvel productions are on halt right now because of the strike. I'm surprised ABC and all those networks don't take a bigger hit because of the cable you know, cord cutting that people are doing. I know streaming services can still have them, but I mean, there's a lot of streaming services that don't have live TV too, you know? The people just aren't using it as much. I'm not using it. Right. So I'm surprised CBS, ABC, NBC are still making as much as they were before, if they are even. Well, I mean, I, I think most of those go to some sort of streaming, you okay. know, as well. I, I don't... Because even, like, I have Hulu, and I notice there'll be, like, um, ABC shows and stuff on there. So they all go somewhere, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I got to imagine, like, it, it it is bizarre to me that cable is still hanging on. Yeah. It's, I, th- I, th- I thought it was mostly because of sports and news. I think it is. And even news is taking a hit. Like, people aren't watching it like they used to. No. Like, from what I understand, like, even, like, Fox... Um, you know, they always brag that they get the best ratings, and I think they still do. But I think it's not very many people oh, overall. Yeah, their viewer base, I mean, I think it's a lot of older people, you know? Yeah. So they're all dying and stuff. And CNN, I think, is p- supposed to be pretty abysmal, too. <laughs> yeah, CNN, I think they're all, like, becoming more extreme. Like, they're trying to, like, you know, rile people up so they'll watch more and more. Well, CNN, I think, tried to take the opposite thing where they tried to play the middle uh-huh. and be like, you know, have one person on from this side, one person on from this side. And people just found it like bland and, yeah. you know, and they even at one point, um, CNN tried to launch their own streaming service like CNN Plus or yeah. something. And it failed immediately. Of course. Immediately failed. Yeah. Like crashed and burned up dead on arrival. I don't know what they were thinking. With the <laughs> no, I can't imagine. Signs. Can you imagine liking news enough that you're like, I'm going to subscribe to this thing that's just news 24-7. <laughs> I mean, there's already so much of that. I don't understand. Like, is it better news? Like, hey, we actually check our sources on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard, I thought CNN was taking like a right turn recently. Like they got like a new like ownership or management or something like that. I don't know. You might be right. I think I might have heard something like that too. You know, it... It wouldn't surprise me if they're like, oh, our ratings are going down, and we can see that like the more conservative television news networks are the ones doing better numbers. We'll, we'll go to yeah. take a right-hand turn. I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Man, it's nuts. Like, all these new sh- It's all about the money. It's all about following the dollar. It is. Yeah, I mean... Like, there was a time, like, I, I guess it's always been about the money, but it's also been about, like, uncovering information and trying to, like, <laughs> right. you know, be the fourth estate. <laughs> right. This is ridiculous. You can't call them the fourth estate. No. <laughs> no, I mean, television news has been like that for a long time. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say for, like, you know, before I, I discovered, like, you know, more, like, niche YouTube stuff that I like more. I would actually, when I watch news, I, I would watch, you know, a fair amount of, like, MSNBC, mm-hmm. thinking, like, okay, these are the, like, 
you know, more liberal people, which they are. But then you realize, oh, wait, every commercial is like a pharmacy commercial. And these guys are all bought and paid for, too. And they really just want corporate Democrats in the office. They don't – they're never going to, like, you know, push a Bernie Sanders type. And so you're like, oh, geez. Yeah. To me, a a corporate Democrat, Republican, they're the same thing. They really are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Democrats probably going to be a little better on social issues. They'll say the right things. Right. <laughs> but then uh, once he gets elected, that same rich person's going to be funding them as, you know, they're funding anybody else. So they're they're bought and paid for. They're going to say whatever somebody else wants them to say. It's it's so disappointing that there's never like anytime there is like a progressive Democrat, there's they're either like I mean, I like Bernie, but you know, just like Biden, he's getting up there in age. And like I don't think he's necessarily as charismatic as you'd maybe want him to be for like, and then like uh, this year, like they're running like that uh, Marianne Williamson and like, who's running her? (laughs) Well, she's running as like a, a more progressive candidate. I think she's going to try to like challenge Biden, but like the thing with her is like, yeah, like uh, on policy wise, like I probably agree with her on quite a bit, you know, but it's like, I see her like, debate and stuff and she's all about this like oh hippy dippy like the power of love is gonna win the day kind of stuff and i'm like that's never gonna win people over no it's, it's not. just it's just not i'm sorry like i i would prefer her over biden but i can't see her even standing a chance i i had heard something about her last time when she was like running or something i, I don't know what it was but she's got some uh sellout qualities to her too Does she? <laughs> yeah i think uh, something about her backers or something i mean they've all got these backers who are just they got their own self-interest and they're just parroting whatever they want them to say man at the end of the day when they get into office they're going to do what that billionaire wants them to do yeah do you think bernie sanders would have been that way if he did win i think he had a better shot at like standing up for himself and doing more what he believed is right but look at him, like, he, he was doing so good up until, like, because, like, I, I think, what did they do, like, Ver, I forget what it is, Vermont, and then, or no, Iowa, is it Iowa, New Hampshire, like, the you know how they do those states? Yeah, the primaries. Like, I think he did very well in those ones, and then South Carolina came along, and that's when all the other, like, corporate Democrats, like, banded together. Yeah. And, and even the DNC, like, mm-hmm. did everything they could to screw him over, and of course yeah. it worked. Yeah. And we got stuck with Biden. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have my conspiracy theories. Like, the whole Southern strategy, like, the Republicans, like, uh, Democrats, like, switched and stuff, I'm like... I don't know if the Democrats ever really switched over. I think they were always like, uh, we'll just pretend to be like more progressive <laughs> just for the money. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much... We'll just keep doing the same thing we've been doing. Because they haven't really... Every time they have power, they don't do anything. They don't change anything. No, and the, the thing is, is like a lot of things... Because uh, like with the way Congress in this country works, like it's it's so hard to get any new law passed. So, like, the most radical change a president can do is through executive action, mm-hmm. executive orders. And honestly, I just want a president that will actually do that. Yeah. Like, Biden could do, like, so many things through executive orders. You know, he could he could um, uh, forgive student loans. Mm-hmm. He could um, essentially make marijuana legal by, like, because um, he can change. I think he can change, like, the what it's classified as, as like, oh. you know, 
you know how they'd be, be like, this is a schedule, whatever yeah. drug. I think he can somehow, through executive order, like bring that down to essentially make it legal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a lot of things that can be done through executive action. And like, I, I get the whole like, oh, we want to do this the right way and, and come to a compromise and do it through Congress. And it, I'm just like... I'm so like over that. Yeah. I'm like, because it's never going to happen. Yeah. You just look at some of these things and you're like, it's never going to happen. I think it's all just lies, man. They just say, oh, we're taking the high road. It's more like we're not going to do anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you just look at the structure of how our government works. And I, I know people like to like really like um, blow the founders and be like, oh, this uh, is so good. And I'm like, and, and, and to be fair, like, I know the founders thought by, like, making the Constitution amendable, like, that was going to be like, oh, that'll, you know, make it so we're always, like, up to date and stuff. And But they could have never really forecasted that things would be so hard to change, you know? Yeah. And and so they tried, but I think we can uh, say that it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it's tough because when I think about, like, it just seems like... It, we're doomed because the only way to change things would to be, uh, you know, make it straight up illegal um, for any corporate money to go into candidates. Yeah. And the only way that can happen is by people in the positions of power changing the laws to (laughs) not benefit themselves. Exactly. And so like, it's no, so like, you know, I'm really thinking like if your country in its founding doesn't have, you know, just baked into it, you know, very strict, unchangeable laws that it's impossible to give corporate money to candidates. Yeah. Like, you're screwed. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Like, they taught us in college, like, that corporations are becoming the new countries. You know, that, that was like 10 years ago when I was in college. And they were like, you know, countries are going to lose power. It's going to be corporations that become like the new, uh, str- like, the new foundation of society, you know? And I was like, that sucks. You know, back then I was like, that's horrible. That's a terrible thing because corporations don't have anybody's interest in mind. But they, they would teach it like they did. You know, oh, well, corporations are a part of your community, you know, blah, blah, <laughs> right. Like, what? Like, corporations have been part of many communities and you know what they do to them? <laughs> like, they bleed them dry. They make those communities rely on them and they just charge them for rent and everything and they end up, like, using them as slaves. But, yeah, it's just it's scary, man. It's, and people are buying into it. I don't know, like... Look, Lauren Boebert, I heard, she went from, like, being broke. And after two years in Congress, she's worth, like, over $40 million, I think. Jeez. It, it's just, that's how it is. It's, it's a cash grab. They go in there, they they make their money, they get out. You know, that's that's politics. Man, a part of me, like, wonders, like, let's say you were given the option. Like, we keep the exact government we have now, or we switch over to a, a pure de- democracy, meaning that we get rid of Congress and everybody votes directly on laws yeah like a part of that is attractive to me because it cuts out that corruption and if you look at polls like a a large percentage of americans like do take like um progressive stances on things like they want like universal health care and gun laws and stuff like that so part of me wonders would that be better but then a part of me is so scared because a lot of this country is still very religious mm-hmm. and uh, also um, can be swayed yeah. very easily um, by the right people or the wrong people. Yeah. Really. And um, 
So that scares me enough that I'm like, would I prefer that? Right. I, I mean, it all comes down to how educated the society is. And we've done a good job of like limiting education. We're, we've got people proposing shutting down public schools now. Well, isn't it crazy that the Republicans are, have been so brazen lately about changing the education system to indoctrinate kids to their ways? Yeah. yeah. That is so scary. Uh, and they're doing it, you know, in Florida, it's very, uh, it's taken on a lot of uh, steam, you know, like DeSantis passed a lot of laws to, I think he's recently, he's, he's kind of cast out like African American studies, but he's pushed in Asian American studies. And Asian Americans are very nervous about this because like historically, they've been the wedge between the white community and the black community and used as kind of a scapegoat. And, uh, you know, they, they feel like that's what's happening there. And it's, it could lead to more hate crimes or something, you know. Well, you know, I guess like a law in, because uh, not just in Florida, in, I believe it's Ohio, um, a law was passed, but it, it's already being like challenged. And I have to assume like if it goes to the Supreme Court or whatever, it should get knocked down. But basically it was this bill about like not saying, uh, teachers are not allowed to say anything. Um, their wording was like uh, politically charged. So like... They can't teach about um, uh, global warming no. because, like, it's a political issue. Wow. They can't talk about, like— It's only political because some people make it. Political. Right, right. <laughs> they can't talk about, like, sexual orientation or, like, uh, trans issues because of political in nature. And so th they're trying to use this, like, generalized language so, like, they're not— you know, totally blatant. But if you read between the lines, it's like, oh, they want just Republican yeah. stuff fed to the kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But I mean, that's kind of how it's always been, too. It's just, you know, it's more blatant now. You know, like before, even like when I was in school, I knew that the education system was weird. Like, you know, there was there were certain teachings I could see right through. <laughs> like that doesn't sound right. You know, slavery was not that good. <laughs> Stuff like that. I grew up in Texas. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, it, it's funny how like granular they'll get on things too. Because I know a couple years ago there was a story where like because you know um, um, there's people who basically approve the textbooks that are used in the classroom and like for whatever reason like um is it maybe texas or uh somehow republicans have really got like sway over that oh, yeah, somehow texas, yeah. yeah and there was like in a uh one of the like books they proposed there was it was a math book and there was a word problem that was just like um in in this year like the amount of intergender marriages was this amount and like it's been increasing at at this rate like um at this rate like um how many of those uh marriages are interracial marriages will they be in this year or something it, you know it was probably different from that but it was essentially just a word problem mm -hmm. math problem like that and like they shut down that question <laughs> because they said it was like political or whatever uh, and it's like geez aloo like it's uh, so blatant you know opinion, yeah. they, they don't even want the notion of like don't interracial marriage existing. <laughs> yeah. yeah there was uh, there was like a i think a honey nut cheerios commercial with like a black father and a white mother and people lost their shit <laughs> <laughs> but i think honey nut cheerios was like yeah we're gonna keep running that commercial <laughs> <laughs> You know that that great moment in um, 
Spider-Man Homecoming, where like he's going to pick up his uh, prom date, who's black, and like the, you, you, you're surprised because her dad ends up being Michael oh, Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Like I just think those people probably were watching that Ooh. movie, like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> like, like they weren't surprised, like they didn't even care that he was, it was like the villain was her father. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, he's married to a black woman. <laughs> He is evil. (laughs) Man, have you seen these idiots too lately that have been, um, I guess like Target, like they've been been selling like pride t-shirts and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like there's been these religious guys that go into Targets and like like one of them started like pulling down like their signage and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like another guy was like going around like harassing customers being like, um, hey, do you agree with the Satanist propaganda? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that video and, like, oh, my God. And it's the same people who are, like, we got to defend these stores from looters and rioters. And they're out there, like, <laughs> right. vandalizing these stores. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. People are wild. <laughs> well, uh, before – man, we ate up a lot of time just talking about <laughs> nice. crazy people. Um, uh, but should we get into story time? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What do you got for us? All right, speaking of crazy people, 19-year-old arrested on multiple charges after crashing into barriers near the White House. The suspect made threatening statements about the White House at the scene, a law enforcement official told NBC News. A Nazi flag was seized by authorities at the scene. The the 19-year-old Missouri man accused of driving a truck into barriers near the White House made incriminating statements that indicated to investigators that he was seeking to harm the president, officials said Tuesday. The driver was Cy Varshith Kandula of Chesterfield U.S. Park Police said Tuesday morning. Uh, The charges against Kandula for allegedly threatening to kill, kidnap, inflict harm on a president, vice president, or or family member stem from statements he made to multiple law enforcement agencies, according to a Secret Service representative. Uh, President Joe Biden was in the White House when the truck crashed outside. President Press Secretary Karen Jean Pierre was uh, said Tuesday. Uh, he had met with White House Speaker with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy Monday night to discuss the debt limit, uh, but it wasn't clear if Biden was informed of the incident as it unfolded. The Secret Service and Park Police briefed him Tuesday morning, according to Jean Pierre. Uh, he's relieved that no one was injured last night and grateful to the agent and law enforcement officer who responded so quickly, she told reporters. Uh, the suspect was interviewed by Secret Service in- investigators Monday night. The agency representative said during the investigation that also involves U- United States Parks Police, uh, the FBI, and U.S. Capitol Police. Kandula was further charged with assault with a deadly weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, and trespassing. The U-Haul truck is moved away from uh, Lafayette Park across from the White House. Uh, oh, it's just a picture. Uh, authorities said the preliminary investigation indicates Kandula intentionally crashed into the bollards of outside Lafayette Park. A Nazi flag was seized by authorities at the scene of the incident. Uh, Varset, uh, a law enforcement official, official uh, told NBC News that the suspect made threatening statements about the White House at the scene, quickly detained. This truck did not contain weapons or explosives. Uh, as for their reaction, the official said, I don't think there's any place for Nazi flag uh, or the statements he made. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bold statement. But uh, the, the, White House, the white U-Haul truck uh, crashed into the barriers on the north side of Lafayette Square, a few hundred feet from the White House, just before 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, a bystander appeared to capture on his cell phone the moment when the 26-foot U-Haul truck jumped a curb but couldn't fit through the barriers set on the sidewalk. There were no injuries to any Secret Service or White House personnel, and the cause of... Uh, and manner of the crash remain under investigation. 
what's to investigate <laughs> he drove it into <laughs> Guglielmi uh, said in a statement uh, posted to Twitter that the truck had been deemed safe by Washington DC police and that preliminary investigation reveals the driver may have intentionally struck the barriers uh, the Reuters agency published an image showing a Nazi style red flag emblazoned with a swastika laid on the ground beside the van uh, yeah, so the truck had been seized by officers. I mean, look, this guy was an Indian immigrant. He was 19 years old. It's just embarrassing for the Indian community. <laughs> like, first of all, how do you think you're somehow aligned with white supremacy? You're the victim of white supremacy historically. Where where does this... I don't understand. Did, how did you think you were white? <laughs> it is pretty India. amazing. Like, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> well, no, no, no. There's a lot of minorities who have this mindset. I've heard of, like, Hispanics recently having, like, hate crimes in public where they're, like, standing up for white supremacy. Like, there's there's a ton of minorities out there who, for some reason, I don't know what it is, they just they think somehow they're aligned to white supremacy. Like they benefit from it or something like that. And it's just like, no, 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 you're the victim, dum-dum. <laughs> you're the one they're using. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a weird Stockholm syndrome yeah. where like maybe they've been like taken advantage of by yeah, like, they're like whites I, for so I'm long. You're like prove that I'm one of them or something. <laughs> I don't know. But man, like this is just, also I, I get the feeling he's 19. Maybe he was like, he got into the wrong crowd. Like people like made him like kind of think this way. Right. But man, I hope this dumbass gets like 10 life sentences. <laughs> I mean, still like, I, I know like a lot of people are easily like, you know, swayed by like stuff, maybe stuff they find on the internet and stuff. But that one is so like, <laughs> it, it's just so bizarre because like uh, to take up for like, a cause that's definitely not your right, own. Right, exactly. It, it's so strange to me. Uh, it's Yeah, it's got to be some sort of like Stockholm syndrome. It kind of reminds me of those like ants that get like a fungus in their head and they just do whatever right, the fungus Right, those Last of Us like <laughs> yeah. cordyceps ants. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, and what's also funny to me is like there's so much corruption in India. This guy didn't have the balls to do that over there. Like <laughs> probably could get to one of those politicians easier than he could to an American politician. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just hilarious in my mind, but it's also shockingly embarrassing, too. I mean, we were talking yesterday about um, <laughs> a couple years ago, there was that um, a black guy who was, like, adopted oh, by a yeah. white family. And I think he was, like, um, basically supporting, like, keeping, like, the uh, Confederate statues yeah. around and stuff. And... Um, People were comparing him to that uh, Dave Chappelle character. Clayton Bigsby. Yeah. <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> but that one at least makes more sense. Like, this guy had 19 years to grow up in another country. Or I don't know how long he lived there, but, you know, he's had time to understand where he's from. Right. And who he is as a person. <laughs> oh, man. This this is a... Uh, I, I just I, I want them to interview this guy and just really break down what his mindset is i mean it, it's got to be some sort of like weird social uh conditioning yeah uh, it is amazing too like you said like he's not technically the only one there has been others yeah and it is very strange yeah brown hispanics like brown as brown can be with nazi swastikas on their arms like tattoos like 
that would confuse those white supremacists. They would look at you and be like, you got the swastika, but you're the person that we hate. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, you know, just like... Maybe that's their goal, to like not get hate crimed or something, so they become like the, the perpetrator of the hate crime. <laughs> I'm one of you guys. Well, you know, just recently, like, you know, a month ago or so, um, there was that shooting in... Um, I think it was Allen, Texas. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Which, by the way, my cousin was actually at that mall at the time. Oh. Luckily, like, you know, yeah. didn't get shot or anything, but he was there. Um, but I saw on Twitter, like, some sort of right-wing group was pointing out that that guy had, like, a Spanish name. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, um, you know, doesn't sound like a white supremacist to me. Mm. But then, like, someone online pointed out that, like, you know, neither did these guys that were like Spanish and committed like these kind of crimes. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, I didn't know like this was a thing of yeah. like people. Um, and I don't know if specifically that shooter in Allen, Texas was Spanish, but he definitely had like a Spanish name. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, apparently it does happen and it, it just, it, I don't know how it happens, but it happens. Uh, yeah. It's, it's something that really needs to be studied. I can't wait till like, 50 years from now when they have like more research done on these people like it it's so weird it, <sighs> maybe they're like they know that they're, they're like i'm gonna end up in prison maybe i can get uh, a pass to hang out with like the aryan nation yeah today. maybe that's what it is <laughs> like uh, th- they won't kill me if i pretend to be one of them <laughs> <laughs> oh man bizarre yeah well i got a more lighthearted story for you mm-hmm. Man snaps his penis in three places. Oh, I saw this, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After a a horror accident in the bedroom. Um, A man has broken his penis in three places in a horrific sexcapade gone wrong. But don't worry, lads. The man from Tanzania has since fully recovered from his injury. Uh, Medics who were called to the hellish accident as an extremely rare urological emergency had to operate on his poor penis to patch up the problem. Um, Doctors detailed the man's doodle dilemma in the International Journal of Surgery case reports. Um, In the journal, health officials said the anonymous patient attended hospital with a swollen penis, complaining that he was in pain and had been bleeding from his urethra for five hours. Um, Doctors wrote that his penis slipped out, lost its way, and hit the female perennial area, uh, which is the taint, as he he was trying to reinsert it. Um, Did they say that in there, which is a taint? No, but that is what it is. Um, (laughs) The man lost his erection rather quickly, as you would, and was in agony. He later trotted off to a nearby health center where he was given painkillers and was then referred to Kilimanjaro Christian Medical Center. Dr. Bartholomew Nicholas Nagawi and his team of urologists at the Kilimanjaro Christian Medical Center uh, reported the man's penis was quote, a bit twisted. Uh, they also claimed it had ballooned in size and was covered in blood. Jeez, what kind of hand job was that? <laughs> uh, was it a clown <laughs> uh, Anyway, an ultrasound revealed that uh, he had broken a blood vessel in the corpora cavernosa. For the record, there are two spongy tubes inside the penis, the corporo cavernosa that filled up with blood and hardened, creating an erection. Um Let's see. An MRI, MRI follow-up showed the man had a tear from left to right through the tunica albigenia 
corporal carvinosa and corpus spongiosum if you got all that that sounds like a harry potter thing corpus (laughs) spongiosum Um, there are also a partial tear through the urethra and swelling from the stress of the injury despite an erection being nicknamed a boner there are no bones in the penis um really there should be though it'd be more dependable that way yeah you could get it hard whenever you want right Um, however, these sorts of injuries are still referred to as uh, penis fracture by medical professionals. The man was rushed into surgery in which a urologist uh, degloved his penis. Uh, Ooh, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it says do not Google that, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and repaired the fracture by stitching up the corporo cavernosum, the urethra and the corpus spongiosum, uh, so a triple fracture. He was discharged discharged from the hospital three days later. The man with the decimated doodle, <laughs> they like that doodle uh, thing, did see doctors again six months after the injury and reported uh, reportedly he was having sex again, though hopefully not in whatever position it caused the initial injury. And his penis function had returned as normal. I need more details as to like how it broke, though. Like what was happening? Was she like that tight? Like she just clenched it or something? No, I think what was happened is like, it, it it slipped out, and when he went to like shove it back in, like he miscalculated and rammed it into her taint instead oh, of in the hole. And that's what broke. And it. that's what broke it. Ooh, dang! He must have really gone for it. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing it. He down. was really throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> you think she got a bruised taint out? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a third hole now. <laughs> Apparently, you taint where you want your penis to go. <laughs> Oh man, man! I mean, uh, he must have had a pretty big penis though to break in three different places, right? Like it sounds like broke over there, broke over here. That's <laughs> true. It's, it, it is a little impressive yeah. to to get that many breaks in it. So <laughs> good for him, <laughs> man. This is totally apropos of nothing, but well, but like um, my uh, sister's. Um, I guess you could say baby daddy, the mm. father of her first child. His dad apparently got drunk once, and I don't know how it happened, but got his dick slammed in a car door. Oh, my God. <laughs> and was, was he wearing pants? I don't know how. I mean, I, I wouldn't think so. I But, like, a part of me is like, you know, he must have had a pretty nice-sized hog to be able yeah. to get it caught in the car door. Or he, like, really gets up against the car <laughs> when he closes <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but that was a story that stuck with me. <laughs> I've, I've heard of people who said that their their penises fall into the toilet water when they're about to use the restroom. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Actually, I've heard that, too. And... um God, I was watching, maybe it was an episode of your mom's house, it, 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 something on YouTube, uh, where they were selling this toilet just for, I guess, guys with massive penises <laughs> that were deeper so that that wouldn't happen. Oh, shit. I was like, man, that's a, a niche a niche thing, but uh, I yeah. mean, that makes a statement, I guess, if you I, have one I need one to see the sales numbers on that product. <laughs> what am I competing with out there? <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I guess I'll throw it back to you. All right, let's do it. Hmm. Okay. Man caught trying to smuggle a pair of scissors into prison up his bum. This is a British Ooh. paper, so it's going to sound very British. <laughs> That's a harsh thing to have to 
smuggle. Yeah, well, well, wait till you see how big they were. <laughs> a man has been caught trying to smuggle uh, contraband to an American prison by hiding into his, into his anus. Uh, staff at the LaPorte County Jail in Indiana made the discovery on Wednesday when the man, an, uh, a, an arrested suspect, refused to cooperate during a routine search. The man reluctantly agreed to an electronic body scan. Where the jail's assistant commander of operations, Lieutenant Jeff Holt, observed what appeared to be a foreign object inside the anal cavity of the USD. Despite remaining uncooperative for a second scan, uh, uncooperative, a second scan found the object had moved slightly and could be identified as an eight and a half inch long pair of scissors. A spokesman for the jail added, a short time later, the scissors were removed from the arrestee without incident. Details of the man's identity or what he was arrested for have not been made public. A full body scanner was first used in jail in 2017, blah, blah, blah. Captain Derek J. Allen uh, from the Sheriff's Office said Lieutenant Holt is commended for relying upon his training. So, I mean, basically, this guy subbed eight and a half uh, inch scissors up his ass. I was going to say, he didn't go for like the little kids, like miniature yeah, scissors. He went, for the, he went for the full length. He went with some sharp, big <laughs> scissors. And uh, that is a bold move, man, sticking that up your ass. Uh, I would very much fear internal uh, injuries. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't you fear just like, I mean, first of all, how do you wrap your head around like even shoving something like that in your ass? Yeah. Um, Does it go handle first? That's the other. That is a good question. I mean, the, the handles like definitely would be the, the hardest part to get yeah. in there. You almost think you would go handle first because, like, otherwise the sharp point of the scissors is pointed at your innards. Yeah. Man. I mean, did he at least, like, um, you know, unbolt them? It doesn't say. Because, like, if he put them where they were still together, that would almost seem, like, more problematic. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you would get your asshole open enough to, to get the handle in there if you didn't do that. Maybe he was just fisting like crazy. <laughs> That's true. If people can fist, I guess you probably could get a set of scissor handles up there, but good lord. Maybe it was to keep the penises out. Like it was a and little what, were these to like shiv somebody with? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what you kind of think. Yeah. Whew. Like smuggling drugs is one thing, but yeah. smuggling scissors. Up your ass. Bold move. Bold move. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't a pair of those like... um you know those gimmick uh, scissors, like though, like a mayor will use for like a oh. grand reopening of something. <laughs> yeah, those prop scissors. <laughs> Man, this guy probably could have got like garden shears up there or something. <laughs> um, okay, here's a, here's one for you. Bouncy Castle business owner sentenced to prison after ordering arson attacks on his rival. <laughs> A Bouncy Castle business owner has been sentenced to prison after ordering a string of arson attacks against his rivals. James uh, Balcombe, 58, was jailed yesterday and reportedly pleading guilty to 11 charges of conspiracy to commit arson against fellow competitors in the party hire equipment biz. Uh, Victoria County Police has since stated that Melbourne-based business owner was completely fixated on ensuring the success of his company and would go to extreme lengths to fight off competitors. Uh, While he first entered the party hire industry with Awesome Party Hire around 2006, everything changed when he expanded his horizons to Bouncy Castle Hire some years later in 2011. Balcombe was so hell-bent on keeping his business afloat he devised a plot to really outdo his competitors once and for all when he paid off his co-offenders to firebomb competing businesses between late 2016 and early 2017. 
He met with two men, Craig Anderson and Peter Smith, and instructed them to torch two bouncy castle uh, firms to ashes in exchange for uh, $2,000 Australian, uh, which is about 1,000 pounds, per attack. While co-offender Smith stopped after the first two attacks, more incidents came after following a similar pattern. Judge Stuart Bales said, You told them you wanted the jumping castles affected, uh, affected so they offer companies the other companies wouldn't be making money. Balcombe even ordered an arson attack on his own factory in order to deflect suspicion. Man, <laughs> he was really thinking. He was even getting himself. <laughs> even he wasn't safe. <laughs> uh, Balcombe became completely fixated uh, on the success of his business. Uh, while many of the attacks, which were started by lighting fuel or Molotov co- cocktails, only caused minor damage. There was one particular incident that destroyed a staggering 100 bouncy castles. The arson attack at the uninsured firm A&A Jumping Castles went on to require a whopping 1.5 million Australian dollars in repair works and ended the business, uh, totally destroying the livelihood of the business's owner. In the following days, Anderson Smith and an unnamed third person were arrested for the attack. The three co-offenders made full admissions for the crimes, with Anderson and Smith nominating Balcombe as the instigator. <laughs> Balcombe's lawyer, Simon Kenny, has since dubbed the arson attack as an amateur, short-sighted, and unsophisticated. $1.5 million worth of damage. That's not... <laughs> Uh, no, that is a big deal. That's substantial, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Victoria County Court also heard of Balcom's psychological disorders and how he became completely fixated on the financial triumphs uh, since he never experienced such bu- success in business before. Judge Bales added, It consumed your every waking moment and you were continually thinking of ways to maximize and advance your business. You wanted to eliminate your competition so you ex- succeed, your business being the number one business in the industry. During the sentencing, which took place last Thursday... Bales declared Balcombe's offending uh, caused significant loss, suffering, and emotional trauma. Balcombe has been sentenced uh, with 11 years in prison after pleading guilty to 11 charges of conspiracy to commit arson with a non-parole period set at 7 years and 10 months. I mean, it's just weird to think that, like, this guy in this, like, niche business, Mm. like... This is based around like entertaining children. We're so cutthroat that he's like, burn them down, burn them to the ground. I don't know. This might sound racist, but Australia was born from criminals. <laughs> Even the bouncy castle guy's a criminal. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, you know how many documentaries I've seen about Australia having some crazy ass criminals, man? <laughs> I saw a movie about this biker who would throw people into you know, wood chippers and all kinds. Like, it was a real person. Oh, really? Too. Yeah, like. I don't want to go to Australia. <laughs> they got the animals. They got the people. They, this, I don't want either one of those. <laughs> we should create like almost like um, um, like an anthology type like Fargo show. Yeah. But, like put it in uh, Australia, Australia yeah. and just like tell some of these stories. <laughs> we should. Because I, I, I feel like um, – yeah, I really feel like – like these kind of things, like especially this one, remind me like of Fargo, yeah. where like these people like just get wrapped up in like horrific things because they're so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I used to. This is gonna sound bad, but I watched a little bit of Daniel Tosh back in the day. <laughs> people hate him for some reason. Uh, I watched a little bit of that show. Do people hate him now? I don't know. I guess people thought he was kind of stupid. And st- I mean, he did some stupid stuff. I agree with that. But, you know, he's funny to me. Yeah. Did he kind of go away? Like, I, I feel like I haven't, like, does he still do comedy? I, I just feel like I haven't heard about him in forever. 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess he just kind of like fell off and people just stopped watching it. I mean, that show was so popular. I imagine he's like filthy rich. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, he said on the show, like, uh, Alabama, or uh, Australia's the Alabama of planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since he said that, I was like, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Oh, man. It is funny, though, because, like, as we've seen on this show, like, no place on Earth uh, um, doesn't have rednecks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, even, like, India. Yeah, India has We've had so many stories of Indian rednecks. Yeah. Oh, my God. People... They they tractor race, they tractor pull, they do yes, all that stuff. Yes. They're they're the biggest hillbillies. And <laughs> the Middle East, they've got their own version of hillbillies. Like, yeah, everybody's got it. Everybody's got their rednecks. It's it's funny that like that is like a universal thing. Like there's no place so sophisticated that they don't have What do you think the Taliban is? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they're the Christian fundamentalists. Yeah. The- <laughs> The, they, there's always rednecks to ruin everything everywhere. <laughs> they don't let anybody have a good time. That's the funny thing is like, um, you know, look how many like um, Christian fundamentalists in this country are like super racist towards yeah. like Middle Eastern people. Yeah. But then they don't even realize they're just like the flip side of the coin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, uh, Ahmed is you, dude. You are the same. <laughs> He's got the same spirit. <laughs> They're 100% the same. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's this clip they show on your mom's house a lot <laughs> where there's like these two, um, I think they're like Armenian gangbanger, gangbangers, you know? Mm-hmm. But they went over to the Middle East and they're like, um, they were like shooting AK like 47s. I think they were claiming like they were shooting at the Taliban or something. Uh-huh. But they were just like gangbanging over in the Middle East. And I'm like, what is going on here? Well, yeah. What are you even accomplishing? You're not getting money out of it. And they were like, you know, representing their gang or whatever. And, stuff. <laughs> what? and it was like, so it's, it's funny. It's a funny clip. <laughs> oh my gosh. I heard about you guys. You're from Iraq, right? <laughs> and also, it's so funny because they, they were shooting the guns like all stupid. Like instead of like putting them against your shoulder, like you they're just like holding them up above their head and like shooting off a bunch of like oh machine gun gosh. rounds. And I'm like, how? It, this brings up so many questions. Like, how did these guys get here? Like, why are they here? What do their homies back in the states think of them? Yeah. Uh, who? I mean, who are they fighting then? Are they just fighting evil, innocent civilians? <laughs> I think in their minds. I think in their minds they were fighting the Taliban, <laughs> but. They were just like shooting into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> Ammo costs a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, it, it it's so bizarre. But it's, people it, just living out their fantasies. It's almost as bo- bizarre as a Indian kid being a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we are over the hour mark. Uh, this was a fun show. I think. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so yeah, hopefully everybody watching had fun as well. Uh, if you will, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, give us a uh, thumbs up, positive reviews. You can also su- subscribe to us in audio form to all uh, your podcast uh, service of choice. Um, and if you want, you can even come over on the the Elon Musk hellscape of Twitter. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, what do you think of? Um, I was going to talk about this. They they. Uh, uh, opened up his Neuralink thing for human trials. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of it. Um, apparently, like, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's something that um, they would actually, like, um, graft, like, to your brain somehow. And, like, he thinks it has the possibility to help with, like, 
you know, like Alzheimer's, dementia, and like uh, basically multiple brain things were like, um, you know, the right connections are being made in people's brains, which I think sounds pretty cool. I, I saw some liberals complaining about it online and like saying like, you know, yeah, like thin, thin the herd, you know, tested on like conservatives and stuff. Mm. I'm, and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe it will be like a total like uh, shit show, but I'm like, if something does have the potential to cure things like Alzheimer's yeah. and dementia, like, man, I'm all for it. Like, yeah, for sure. I just, uh, I, I definitely would not want to be in the first trials of that. No, I, I don't want to be a first adopter. Yeah. Unless my brain was already going and I'm like, well, I got nothing yeah, to lose. Nothing to lose, yeah. But, and, but uh, anyway, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Man, I got off Twitter. Oh, I, saw, I saw Cat in a Blender trending, and I was like, I'm off this platform, man. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, you know, to be honest, I pretty much just like kind of live within the walls of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do paste. Uh, the only thing I uh, mostly post is like just random comic book art. <laughs> so if you enjoy that, you can come over. Mm-hmm. But uh, if anyone wants to start a conversation with me on Twitter, I'm I'm all uh, I'm I'm there still. Uh, you can find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that'll do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.